Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. We're here without Donnie. <laughs> All of the latest and greatest Nintendo news from the week and your questions as well. Um, so we'll start the show as we do every week, uh, thanking our patrons. Garrett, go ahead and thank our patrons. Hold on. Let me get the shack notes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much, Edwin Callow, uh, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barboni, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, Cal Herman, uh, Michael Masick, the Action Zach Bradshaw, Nick Falhaba, Paul Calico, Rudez930, and Rob Emanuel. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you. And so we'll start off as we do each time by talking about what we're up to. Um, for me, honestly, it really mm-hmm. hasn't been a whole lot. Um, I've been pretty busy at work this week. I feel like I've been taking a little break with gaming in general after getting off the huge Mario binge that I was on from reviewing the game. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't really have a whole lot to say besides I was playing a little bit of Assassin's Creed Black Flag on stream. Um, I have been, I'm still in the beginning of the game. I am at the part now where the world has opened up a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, where I got past Havana and now it's just like the open seas where I can go kind of wherever I want to go. Um, and I'm not used to open world games. So it feels really overwhelming <laughs> and it feels like a game that's going to take me a long time to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a big Assassin's Creed fan. I think you got to the part where the game really does open up and it only gets better. I think with ship upgrades with four like raids and like just checking off the list throughout a huge map. Um, that's Assassin's Creed. Now that's what it is. It used to not be like that. I think Assassin's Creed two was very focused, very narrowed, more story driven. Um, like the Ezio story or whatever. That's classic mm-hmm. AC. But AC4 was the first kind of, wow, it can be this open. It can be this cool with the Assassin's Creed flavor. Um, well, it's so much fun. I was taking over like smaller pirate ships. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, blundering and whatnot. Um, it really did feel piratey. I feel like it really does immerse you. Um, I did experience a couple glitches uh, as I was playing. I don't know if that's um, exclusive to the Switch version or if that's just an Assassin's Creed thing in general. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really game-breaking. It was more funny than anything. Um, but just overall, I, I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm probably going to play it pretty slowly, like over the course of a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'll continue streaming it um, like every single time. Um, but it seems like kind of the game that I want to just take my time with, explore, not necessarily keep going for the story every time, mm-hmm. uh, because it really does seem like there's a lot in this world to explore. Yeah, for sure. Um, the glitches. Yep, that's Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, when I saw that, I'm like, I'm, I'm not surprised that I saw that. I mean, have you seen like Unity and, and how that runs early? Not a whole lot. Oh my gosh, there was one part in the Ezio trilogy where the face is just, it's, it's an infamous image. The face literally disappears and it just looks like eyes just melting on oh the screen. Oh my gosh. And it was just like a scene. I'm like, 
this is jank right there but <laughs> it was honestly it was more funny than anything i was um going to attack somebody on a pirate ship mm-hmm. and uh i just went through the floor and would like went under the ship mm-hmm. um and it was like clear i was not supposed to be there yeah um but uh i think it's it's going to be fun to just keep exploring it, to me when i'm um when i'm playing i feel like it's just okay i'm just going to find one more treasure chest i'm just going to go like you know find one more shanty i'm just going to go mm-hmm. um you know do one more thing one more mission it's one of those types of games gotcha. uh, so i think that i think i'll have fun with that for for a while um other than that i haven't really been playing a whole lot of anything so what about you garrett i've been playing a lot Actually, a lot of really great games. I'm going to start out with Mario 3D All-Stars. Um, I started 64. I haven't really played. I, I didn't play 64 at all when I was a kid. This is the first time playing it. And I remember messaging you about it or, or sending you a tweet or whatever that I wish I played this I was when I was a kid. Because this is a great game back in 1990. What was it? Six or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, if I had played this like 2002 or 2001, I would have been mind blown. I would have probably loved this game to death. Now that I'm playing it, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm, I, I am struggling a little bit. You know, I, I understand the camera is not going to be the best in the world. I played Ocarina of Time and like, I think that's a little better still than, than right. this one. Um, but you're right. It's such a special game trying to find all the secrets, trying to find all these stars. Um, but at the same time, it, it feels so easy to like die a lot. <laughs> I, were you, so me. were you struggling mostly with the camera and the controls or? I think I was fighting do? the camera, but more with the controls. I am mm-hmm. not the biggest 3D platformer person. Me neither. <laughs> like when I jump off, I'm like, how did I jump off? I don't know. I don't know depth perception, really. <laughs> I also feel like in 64 specifically, he's a bit, like a little bit slidey. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, when you're running with him and then you stop, he still kind of keeps you running or sliding a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. so it is kind of hard to control him sometimes in that game. Yeah. I don't know if you experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He, he seems like he's a live person. They wanted him to like really like move like Mario and I can feel the weight and like the slidiness of this mm-hmm. character, which is very cool. Actually, it's not like very, like rigid or stumped or whatever um so it's it's good so far i only have 25 stars or anything like that um so i got a bit of ways to go um but i had to take a break yeah um and i've been playing hades wait before you go on to that did you try sunshine or galaxy in the collection yet or are you going to go all the way through 64 i'm going to go all the way through 64 i want to i want to really persevere and get through each of these games in order before I get to the next one because I That's how I, I, did it. I hear everyone's impressions right everyone's kind of in agreement that 64 is a little bit jaded a little bit old still a really special game mm-hmm. sunshine it everyone say there's a bunch of bugs it's it's weird to control and it's a weird <laughs> game yes I get that and then it's still fun and, oh yeah see <laughs> I had fun and so galaxy was also um probably like you know it's a really fun game right you said it's a really like fantastic and it looks really nice so i want to spoil myself to the end and not um near the beginning so hades it's a good game i've heard so many good things about it tell us so i played early access a few months ago on pc 
I play probably a couple sittings on PC, probably like two to three hours, and I come to the this kind of this conclusion of, oh, it's a roguelike, it's really, really good, I'm going to stop because I know I want to play the full release of it, and I, I kind of got that, and I explained it like last episode, it got this slant of like roguelike, I don't really like roguelikes, this is, I can't say anything negative about mm. this game at all. It's so special, and I think um, on Switch, it's so optimized. It's um, So I, I'm going to go through the premise a little bit. So you're Hades, which is the son of, uh, I forgot, the devil or whatever, um, in hell. And what you're trying to do, your goal is to escape hell and get out of there. And you're going to go through your father's levels, basically, in dungeons. And there's a bunch of Greek mythology characters within the world hub and also throughout the dungeons and levels. And so there's a lot of Greek mythology in there. And what I found very fascinating is being honest to the source material itself. It's pretty good. Um, and also... Th- the combat is very tight. So it's an isometric view, action-paced, um, whatever. Like, like you, you defeat monsters. It's kind of like dungeon-crawling type of um, gameplay. But the enemies are very unique. Um, there's some that come at you with a slow clobbering hammer. There's some that throw bombs at you. There's, um, But yeah, the, the gameplay is very tight. And so the... I don't know what I can say bad about this game other than being a roguelike, and I don't want to be that guy to be just just to say that. So I, what I want to say is if anyone's like interested in Hades, if they're really into the roguelikes, this is, 100% get this game. Because there's no doubt, I find no negatives about it. How's um, the difficulty of it? I heard it was a little bit difficult. It gets difficult. And I think, and, and I say in the Discord, right? Um, roguelike is difficult because mm-hmm. you always die at the end and you always try to persevere at the end just like dead cells just like isaac uh rebirth it's it's binding of isaac it's just the same kind of difficulty like that mm-hmm. um so but you do get power-ups you get permanent upgrades you get more character dialogue you get more character like bonding between them because you get like these different kinds of items and you give those items back to those characters in the hub and it's so cool it's 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 so cool to see that i there is a sense of progression very similar to dot cells there's a very there's a sense of progression even though you're going back each time um i'm gonna play it some more um i i think i'm not gonna beat the game for sure i really appreciate it um but yeah, yeah, we'll see. I I think it's a very special game. I and playing it on handheld. Let me tell you, that's the way to go. And and Donnie can't argue with me because he's not <laughs> in the show. Hori, Pad Split Pro is the way to go. Ooh. Okay. It it's it feels very very good um, with those uh, control sticks, right? And it's on the handheld. The resolution is like I can't really. It's sharp. I like. I really can't tell the difference between that small screen and a PC screen because it's so sharp. Um, when I dock it, I can tell there's a resolution kind of blur or bump or whatever. Um, but other than that, it plays really well on Switch. And I hope they bring over their last game, which is Pyre. Um, mm-hmm. It never came to Switch. So when I see this, I'm just like, why not? I think the developers were a little bit surprised at how much attention the game was getting, wasn't it? It was at like the top of the eShop the other day. 
Oh, uh, Hades, yeah. Like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they, they might they might bring over their other stuff. Yeah, it's very popular. So Hades, go get it. If you're a super giant fan, if you're a roguelike fan, just it's it's so so good. Um it'll be probably my one of my top gains this year. All right, lastly, Donkey Kong Country 2. <laughs> How excited were you when that got announced for the the Nintendo Switch online? <laughs> oh, I was jumping up and down. Let me tell you. It's and I t- I told this before. It's my favorite SNES game just because of the memories I've had with it. Um I played it last night. I played through a couple of rounds, a couple of platform levels. It's the it it feels like my childhood. I think that's how I put it. It's a it's a very good game. It's a very tight game and I realize how much better it is versus Donkey Kong Country 1 because Dixie Kong, who is this other companion in there, um does a little bit of different things than regular Donkey Kong where you could jump and then she like use her like her hair loop as a helicopter and like she kind of floats throughout the platform and that's how you kind of develop a lot of secrets uh throughout the level and then i don't i don't think it was in the first game but you pick up your companion and you can throw them in certain areas or platforms where you can find secrets as well um i'm just the music the monsters, the see, oh gosh, it, it, it's just a trip down memory lane for me. Um, so I'm I'm gonna probably beat it this weekend. I, I no joke. I was getting goosebumps and I was kind of almost tearing up when I, I saw I heard the title theme song. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm five right now. Like it's it's so so, so much good. nostalgia. Yeah, I actually and I, I texted my grandmother. I was like, hey, I'm playing this. And she's like, oh my gosh, I just hooked up the Super Nintendo <gasps> up. Oh my gosh. The Super Nintendo I played on when I was, that's Aww. my first console. I'm like, oh my gosh, you still have that she thing? She still has it. And still working. I need, a, I need to show her the Switch. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> she will be amazed. Yeah. And, and she's not a 3D person, but like at least have that in like the Nintendo Switch online games or in whatever games that she can get. I think it would be pretty cool. Just uh, to see what there is now, for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, that's go ahead. And no, that's pretty much it for me. I was gonna say I still have to play Donkey Kong Country One before I play two. Um, I, I feel like I I played that game a lot when I was a kid. I don't know if I ever beat it mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. I probably didn't. Um, but what you were saying about Dixie Kong and her hair and having her float a little bit more, I feel like I would like that uh, mm-hmm. probably better because I won't, won't fall as much. <laughs> Is it like that? Yeah, and also, well, well, it's funny when you like go out and it's like, oh, there's nothing there. Okay, I'll just let it go and let it die. It's like a slow death to the uh, ground. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty I funny. I, and I say, uh, and if you want to play Donkey Kong Country One, great, you can play that and go through it. I'm just saying you don't need to beat one to to play two. Got it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, pretty much it. All right. Uh, so. There's not a ton of Nintendo news this week, mm-hmm. um, but we do have some stories uh, to talk about today. Um, good news for uh, Bravely fans. Bravely Default 2 has been rated in Australia. Um, usually that's a sign that the game is not too far away. So there's it's looking like there's a chance that it will still come out in 2020 as planned. I know mm-hmm. you're excited about that, Garrett. Yeah, I mean, I think that's surprising, to be honest with you. Um, when I saw the ratings, I was like, I don't believe you. Like, because I haven't seen information since the demo. And that demo, and I, I've criticized it, it's rough. I know exactly what's wrong with it. So Square Enix, just let me in. I can I can tell you how to fix it, all right? 
just the turn order. Why do you do a random turn? Anyways, um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I hope this means a some kind of direct because they're not bringing Bravely Default 2 out on Square Enix's um, presentation at TGS, which is surprising to me. I, I feel like they just kept this game way under wraps and just didn't want to say anything mm-hmm. until um, now we just see this rating. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'll yeah. be happy if and it comes out And it's unusual year. because if it is coming out this year, we would need to find out some information about it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them to market it and then if yeah if it's not going to be shown yeah I, I don't know usually though when games are rated in australia is that the first place that usually gets rated it's either australia or korea okay i've seen it in brazil as well i don't know they it, it, it's random sometimes it, it comes in way before um the uscsrp um gets rated sometimes so maybe maybe more of those will start popping up maybe we'll start seeing another trailer soon who knows we'll see i hope so <laughs> so Kirby Fighters 2 was announced and released on the eShop on Wednesday night. Um, it's a sequel to the game Kirby Fighters Deluxe, which was it was a 3DS game based on the battle mode and Kirby Triple Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Um, in this game, Kirby Fighters 2, you prove you're the strongest by knocking out uh, your oppo- opponent's health bars down to zero. Uh, there's 17 copy abilities in total. Um, including a brand new wrestler ability for Kirby. There's also other characters you can play as, uh, like uh, Bandana Waddle D, Gooey, Magalore, Meta Knight, King DDD. Uh, there's a battle mode, story mode, single-handed mode. Up to four players can join on a single system. Multiplayer is available both online and locally. If you have saved data from either Kirby Star Allies or Super Kirby Clash, you can redeem a rare hat for Kirby. Nice. Um, and it is available now on the eShop. Mm-hmm. 99. What do you think, Garrett? Well, are you excited? <laughs> I'm not really a Kirby fan in general. I think I've played one Kirby game ever. Um, I'm not really a fighting game fan either. Mm-hmm. Um, I pr- Probably won't get this. It looks cute. I feel like they put out a, a cur- some kind of Kirby game every year, whether it's you know a digital eShop only title or, or mm-hmm. what have you. But um, it seemed kind of random. But I'm also not surprised. It, it looks low budget. It looks you know fun, cute. Yeah, I saw the video. It's it, as you said. It's it's a very budget type of game. It looks like a game I would buy for like a nephew or niece that is seven years old. That has a bunch of friends that want to come over and just whack each other. That's not Super Smash Brothers. It looks like Smash Bros. Light. <laughs> a very Smash Bros. Light. <laughs> and not to say that it doesn't look fun. Like it does look fun. It looks like there there is a decent amount of content in it that you can unlock. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so if you're a fan of the Kirby franchise, you might you know be interested in this. Um, we had a question from Jerry wants to know if Kirby Fighters Two is worth the price. I don't think you have bought it. Yet, oh, I am not going to buy it, yeah. right? It's, I'm not going to buy it. Um, it's 20 bucks. Price? So I think it's worth it if you're a Kirby fan or, mm-hmm. again, if you want to send it to someone that you think <laughs> will enjoy very much, that's a neat little $20 game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like it's packed in upon a, a ton of content in there for 20 bucks. For $20. So yeah. like, if, if you're feeling the itch that and you're tired of Smash Brothers or something like that, this is another alternative you can go to, um, but with Kirby. Yeah, and I think the, the copy abilities do look cool. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like the, there's the potential to make them because it's almost as if each one is a different character. It has different moves, different 
you know, weapons, mm-hmm. different abilities. So um, it does look like there's, um, you know, a good amount of choice with that. For sure. Um, for sure. So for Kirby fans, looks fun. Again, can't say I'm super surprised. They usually do Kirby <laughs> once a year. <laughs> there it is. Um, more Mass Effect rumors. This mm-hmm. time, the Mass Effect, um, the heavily rumored trilogy release won't be coming to the Nintendo Switch as previously Walk expected, on. according to Venture Beats Jeff Grubb. Um, uh, this week on his podcast, he briefly discussed the rumor title and noted that Mass Effect is definitely not one of the seven games EA is planning to bring over to the Switch next year. No. Big sad for me. Um, I played Mass Effect 2 earlier this year, and mm. I really liked it a lot. Um, I want to get more into the Mass Effect fr- uh, franchise, but I wanted to do it on the Switch if I could, especially if they were remastering the trilogy. Mm-hmm. I know that they probably, you know, they probably are doing really big things with this remaster, making it look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't have been very feasible on the Switch. Um, I'm sad that it didn't get like a like a, a watered down version of it mm-hmm. um, would have been nice at least. Um, I think the option would be is they would contract it to someone else to do the switch version. And I, I just think they haven't decided to do that yet, or they just, that's not the main focus right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to uh, EA is trying to think really carefully what to do with the mass effect franchise, because it's just jumping off Andromeda, which is kind of a bummer for a lot of people, very disappointing. And then now we got Anthem, which is another bummer. And I think, you know, I I, I wonder if this timing of this Mass Effect re- remaster is somewhat like tactful, like like they're they're trying to line it up with a ma- another Mass Effect game. I'm not mm. sure. Um, I I think a Switch version is not out of the question though. Optimally, right? Because it's out on 360 and PS3. And we've seen ports from 360 and PS3 be pretty good. Like yeah. Dragon's Dogma, Borderlands, Bioshock. Like there are great ports from the previous generation. And so I I have no doubt that Mass Effect can also be okay on the Switch. It could be a literally a 360 port and it'll still look great on the handheld. So, and I think that's what the rumor originally was, was that it it would have been the 360 port. Like, it wouldn't have been the full remaster treatment mm-hmm. that they're giving for, you know, the next-gen consoles, mm-hmm. um, which I would have been okay with that. I feel like you don't play games on the Switch for the, the fancy best graphics ever anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to play Mass Effect portably, um, but you're right. You know, I think just because it's not coming at the same time as the rest of them doesn't mean it never will. At least mm-hmm. that's my hope. Um, EA's been very hesitant with the Switch, and I'm not sure why. <laughs> like with their sports gains and then with with Mass Effect, I just don't any, know. Any uh, any guessing on what one of these other seven titles could be? Have we talked about that yet? Well, I'm sorry. What about the seven titles? The part of the rumor was that Mass Effect is definitely not one of the seven games EA is planning to bring over to the Switch next oh. year. Meaning there are seven games that are rumored to be coming over from EA. Oh, well, that's interesting. I, I, I would think some sports games, right? I, I, I don't Hopefully. know. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Man, I don't know. Dragon Age? Like, is is that like a thing that people would be interested on the Switch? Probably um, more than sports games. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of like... Plants vs. Zombies. They have that sounds they, like a safe one. Yeah, they, I don't know if they put any more on the Switch or not. Um, I, let's th- Peggle, also. I don't know if Peggle's on the Switch yet. 
Um, so those types of games, I, I would think, would be coming to the Switch from EA. I'm sad that it's not Mass Effect, but yeah, maybe maybe someday. Maybe someday. Um, the Animal Crossing Fall update has been teased. Um, just a hidden uh, in a news blurb promoting free updates for various uh, Nintendo Switch games. A small note about Animal Crossing New Horizons was listed, teasing the inevitable fall update. We know this is coming uh, because. They told us, they said, mm-hmm. stay tuned during the, the summer update. They said, stay tuned for a fall update. And they had like a little picture of, you know, Jack, the, the Halloween character mm-hmm. um, telling us to stay tuned. And here we are at the end of September and we still don't have that yet. It's fall. When's it coming? The blurb states the update is around the corner and tells us to be prepared for seasonal in-game events and activities, plus some spooktacular tricks and treats. So, as we said, it's obvious that Jack is on his way. Uh, what do we want to see in the new update? Garrett, I assume you haven't touched Animal Crossing in some time. <laughs> no, I will ask my girlfriend what she wants <laughs> on that fall update, but she time travels, so I don't know. <laughs> I am going to be completely honest. I haven't touched Animal Crossing in almost three weeks. Wow. I'm going to get back into it, though. And I think this fall update will definitely get me back into it as well, um, because I think that fall is one of fall and winter are two of the best times to play Animal Crossing. Nice. Um, there's so much going on with the events. Um, you know, we're going to have the different uh, recipes to make and collect. There's going to be like the mushrooms, the maple mm-hmm. leaves, all different, you know, new items to craft. Um, I am interested in these new in-game events, though, because we we know that one of them is going to be Halloween because there's always Halloween. There's always the trick or treating um, in, you know, in October. Um, but I feel like they, they got to add more than just that because we're expecting that. We know that that's coming. Mm-hmm. What other in-game event is there going to be? Uh, there was some rumors based on some wording that there could be Brewster, the, the oh, bird who, that would be nice. who does the cafe, that he's going to be back because one of the advertisements talked about something like uh, – get your warm drinks ready or something like that. Um, So I'm hoping that it it could be Brewster uh, and the cafe. Uh, I really liked that part of animal crossing because uh, you could learn more about the the different villagers and the different Mm -hmm. characters in the game because they go to get their coffee and they start talking to you and share a little bit more about themselves. Um, So that's a really cool part of the game that I hope they bring back because it's not in it right now. It was so cool in new leaf. Um, and it seems like adding a coffee shop would be the perfect time for fall. Right. You know, heading into winter. You know, get, get us some pumpkin spice lattes in the game. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Give me pumpkin everything, yeah. right? Like, oh, I want them to add pumpkins, too. There's so many rumors about them adding, like, farming and stuff. But I just want pumpkins for fall. Let me decorate with yeah, pumpkins. Yeah, I know, right? Jack lanterns. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like that update probably isn't too far off um mm-hmm. i'm thinking it'll be next week we'll probably be talking about it next week um i think it, it can't be too much longer before they reveal what it is isn't like the first day of fall like yesterday or something like it, yeah i think it was yeah the 22nd <laughs> what are, <laughs> so, you, what are you doing fall, over where's there? our update <laughs> they're they're just swimming in money it's like wait what there's an I update oh <laughs> i know and i think that like i said that'll get me back into the game cool cool Corey Davis, the co-studio head developer of Rocket League, says that the game hit 1 million concurrent players for the first time ever today, thanks to it being free to play now on all platforms. 
Um, so we talked, I think, last week about how that was happening. It is free to play now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to maybe connect an Epic account to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all. But you don't need Nintendo Switch online to play it for free. Right. Um, so even if you don't have it, you can still play it for free. Um, and that's a pretty big milestone for them to hit 1 million concurrent players. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's pretty awesome. For a lot sure. of you who don't know that Rocket League is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I don't really talk about it a lot on Twitter, but I play a lot of Rocket League. It is so much fun. You have no excuse not to try it now. It's Do you play free. it on the Switch? Well, yeah, I play it on the Switch. Oh, okay, and you, cool. it has cross-play. So um, I play with um, people from college uh, cool. who are playing it on like PS4 and PC. Nice. Um, and it works works really well, the, the cross-platform. So, And now I think you can do cross-saves with uh, now that you have the, the Epic Game Store. That's um, so nice. So it's it's following it. the Fortnite like pathway because they're, you know, Epic owns Psyonix yep. and Rocket Rocket League now. And Speaking of that, I think they did add the um the Fortnite Battle Bus as one of the cars that you can oh, use wow. in Rocket League. <laughs> it looks pretty funny, but it, it's cool. Nice, nice. But yeah, Rocket League, I've played a lot on the PS4 version and I I I had a good time with it. I can't play much more now cuz other people are so good. <laughs> well, game. now there's going to be a bunch of noobs who have never played before playing. This is a perfect time to jump in. That's true. <laughs> and on PC, if you get on Epic, you get a $10 coupon. Just saying. Ooh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's exciting. Mhm. Reminder that the Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity presentation during TGS 2020 online will be around 50 minutes long. It takes place on Saturday, September 26th. It'll be at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Um, So they're going to show us more footage from the game, Mm -hmm. uh, more information about it. Um, So that will be something that you want to tune into if you're interested in Age of Calamity. Cool. I mean, I'm not that interested right now but probably next year again it's the day after cyberpunk release I'm like, <laughs> come on um but like looking at this game it's so much more exciting to see uh, like this muso type of game really taking on how, how much zelda um this franchise and like expanding the story i think it's very unique what they're doing and the same thing they're doing with persona um they they've sat themselves in a pretty nice seat with other developers um, just having their own Muso games, but in other franchises. So I, I'm, I'm excited, I guess. <laughs> yeah, then that kind of answers um, the question from Chris, how hype are you guys for the news this weekend? I'm pretty excited because I think I, I really hope they show a little bit more about what we can expect from the story. Obviously, we know the basics about um, that it's going to be taking place before the events of Breath of the Wild, uh, that we're going to be learning more about you know, the champions and what their role was. Mm-hmm. I want to know some of the things that um, they haven't shown us yet, like uh, who the, the Egg Guardian is. I want to mm-hmm. know more about him. I want to know if there's other characters besides the champions that we play as. I hope they do some reveals for playable characters um, and more of like what we can expect, um, you know, in game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I th- I'm slow either way, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll talk a lot about combat. They love to talk mm-hmm. about in-depth combat in these videos. They've done it before in previous games. I, I'm thinking it's going to be much, much different than the other game, right? Definitely. It's going to have different characters, different, you know, the champions probably, and it's just a different way of going about this. It's going to be more 
they're going to try to put as much Breath of the Wild elements as they can in this game. That's that's their shtick. That's like the beauty of this developer. They they want to bring in as much of that as possible. It's a very fan service, and I think we saw that from the first Hyrule Warriors, that they kind of went out of their way to make it a fan service game, but not in a bad way. Right. Um, I know a lot of the times we say fan service, and it's like, okay, they're catering to just what the fans want. But I, I do feel like what you're saying, like this is almost a passion project for them to bring life to this world that already exists. Um, 15 minutes is a long time. I think they could they could show a lot. We're going to see a lot of gameplay. I think we'll, we'll get a decent amount of information out of that. Yeah, I think deluxe or special editions probably in there too. Amiibo, like yes, new please, Amiibo. Please. Yeah, they already announced the um the special edition in Japan. I hope we get something similar. That was such a nice blanket pins. Um, I would really love something like that. Uh, for for them to announce, I would buy it for sure. I, I, I'm sure you would <laughs> get all the Zelda stuff. Absolutely, I would buy it again. That's um this Saturday mm-hmm. at 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, and then finally, a very important reminder that you only have until September 30th, which is next week on Wednesday, to download Jump Rope Challenge. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the game of the year, the eShop game that is free on the eShop. It's going to be removed forever. Um, so in case you don't remember what that was, it's just a little <laughs> really simple jump roping game that you can jump with joy cons that nintendo has said some of their developers made during quarantine guys it's a limited time release it's very important nintendo's doing that now all these limited releases get it before it's gone it's free why would they pull it away i I don't don't know (laughs) it's so silly like i get that it's like a silly little thing i don't know what what harm it is keeping it up but Mm. well okay if if you want to get it get it before next week (laughs) (laughs) it'll be gone that's it for the news so we'll uh move on to questions from this week cool all right so delvin asks with xbox showing its muscle and buying a whole e3 conference i have a question if money was not an issue what company would you like to see nintendo buy and make exclusive Ooh, that's a i really like this question Mm -hmm. um because I feel like there's the realistic options and then there's like, okay, well, <laughs> Microsoft literally bought Bethesda. Anything's possible now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my mind immediately jumps to Rare. I know Microsoft already mm-hmm. owns them. I don't care. <laughs> I want Rare to be back in Nintendo's hands. Um, I think that those, a lot of the IPs owned by Rare belong on Nintendo. And if, I mean, I, I think it's still possible that we could see them um, because they're Microsoft. But because we haven't seen them come to Switch, um, I don't know. We haven't seen any new Banjo-Kazooie games from right. Rare, you know, since since they left Nintendo. Um, I feel like they could do a lot with a lot of those franchises, like Perfect Dark. Um, there, you know, there's so many that they could bring back. Diddy mm-hmm. Kong Racing, like, I don't know. I, I want them to come back to Nintendo no matter how they get there. Rare was certainly um, an interesting acquisition from Xbox, um, especially like the types of games that they made for Nintendo. You know, my favorite games, Donkey Kong Country. And now, I you know, I'm happy where they are now um, with Sea of Thieves. They have a huge and great audience with them. Um, but they still have that charm, that cartoonish type mm-hmm. of aspect, which I would totally be down for 
Nintendo to try to, I mean, like, stealing it from Xbox, probably <laughs> not possible at all. I know. Well, he did, Delvin's question was, wasn't what's possible. He just said, if money is not an issue. So I assume Nintendo could do it if they wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> 75 billion <laughs> exactly uh so for me i'm gonna go more realistic and <laughs> uh i think i you know going off the rare vein because i was thinking that actually mm-hmm. um but the people some people have left from rare and they made yeah. this developer i think it's i i think someone can correct me Pl- platonic Yes. Platonic games. Oh, yes. that's a good one. We can get ukulele on board on the Switch exclusive. That's that's a that's a home run. And like they could do a lot with the franchises and and they can make the Donkey Kong Country, right? Um they can make the 2D platformers that like is going to be pretty good. They may need to work on the 3D platforming side. <laughs> yeah, we- I heard the the Impossible Lair was a lot better though. Impossible Lair, mm-hmm. which is the 2D um, platformer of ukulele, excellent. I heard it's very very excellent. So mm-hmm. um, I, that's what I would like to see is Nintendo is just going out there. It's like let's grab a little bit of that. Yeah, because even though ukulele is already on other platforms, I would like to see what the developer does. Um, maybe with you know, a, a huge budget that Nintendo gives them. Mm-hmm. Um, so taking that inspiration from, wasn't that game, it was an in, inspired by Banjo-Kazooie, wasn't it? Yes, ukulele. So I would like to see what they could do, you know, inspired from other, you mm-hmm. know, other other properties. Um, that That is a good one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, Adam asks, do you think Microsoft will continue to allow their games to come to the Nintendo Switch, especially now that they've, have bought Bethesda, will future Bethesda games still come to Nintendo consoles? That's a really good question, too, because I feel like we don't know enough information yet. Didn't they say that uh, the Bethesda games would be available on other platforms on a case-by-case case by case basis? That's Isn't the that language, the yes. Yeah, which... That's not super promising to me. Um, Mm -hmm. That tells me that maybe it would just be some games. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, case by case basis could also mean that Microsoft saying, okay, we'll, we'll port this to the switch, but not to PlayStation. Yeah. So I think there's two routes that you could go with that. And I don't know which one it is. I think uh, when I was reading the Bethesda statements, and Todd Howard as well. They always mention about everybody mm-hmm. getting the game. Everybody, like we want to reach out to everyone. I think they really don't want to make a ninety nine percent of their games like exclusive. I think they want to bring it to every platform. I think they want the killer app on Microsoft and the, the best thing on the Series X which could be timed exclusivity on the major, most like marquee titles um, that they have, like Starfield or something like that. But for Switch, I think they definitely keep that an open option all the time, mm-hmm. right? They have um, Minecraft. They have Minecraft Dungeons. They got Ori, which I, I know that's not... Um, that, that That is a Microsoft IP, though, but it's not a Microsoft Studio. Um, you got Cuphead in there as well. They're not afraid to bring other games out to other consoles, and we need to stop. I, I think we need to stop thinking that Microsoft is getting these studios just to make an exclusive machine, um, which, I mean, I think everyone has been saying that. Yeah, I, I, I certainly think that 
a lot of games from Bethesda will still come to the Switch. I do too. You're right. I, I feel like um, Microsoft isn't about you know, to suddenly make all of these games not available on other platforms. Because you're right, historically, especially this past couple of years, they have been going out of their way to make them more available everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they will stand by that motto. Plus, there's money to be made there. There's always going to be people that are buying Bethesda games on Switch just for, you know, the sole purpose of having them portability, uh, portably. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't really think they're going to see any losses by doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I don't think they have any reason to keep them exclusive the other thing you said was the timed exclusivity i think if there was going to be anything it would be that mm-hmm. mm, uh, yeah. for those major releases um, sure. because that's that's kind of what they did with with ori um mm-hmm. and, and cuphead and whatnot mm-hmm. yeah. uh so medi and jill asks if you had to pick three zelda games to make an all-stars collection which ones would it be Rebecca. Oh, because, yeah, we were talking about that um, the other week. I yes. think we did this for Metroid, right? Yes. Um, but we didn't do it for Zelda, even though we were talking about the possibility of uh, of that happening. I, I would want to see... See, it's tough, because on <laughs> one hand, I'm thinking, do I pick three of the 3D games, three of the top-down games, or a mix of them? I almost mm-hmm. feel like there need to be two all-stars collection yeah i think i think you're right i think you're right too we need two all-star collections of zelda a 2d so version and a 3d version we're gonna cheat and do both right <laughs> yeah we'll do that we'll do that so i mean for the 3d collection i know i'm gonna people are gonna hate me for saying this but i think it's since we just got wind waker and twilight princess on mm-hmm. the wii u I I almost feel like it's too soon to bring those again oh, wow. to the Switch as much as I would buy them and play them. Um, that being said, I would want Skyward Sword to get its own remake, its own treatment, like a oh, standalone wow. game, because I feel like it needs that work. Mm-hmm. So I would probably include Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and then one of the two Wii U remasters. I would I would probably pick Wind Waker. Okay. Um, even though I feel like Twilight Princess would make a little bit more sense with the continuing that storyline, because I think that's technically on the same timeline. Got it. Um, so that's that's my answer for the 3D. Do you want to say your 3D answer? I think I'm going to go a little cheap and say the Zelda games that I have not played. <laughs> that's, that's completely fair. <laughs> um, I, it's going to be Ocarina of Majora's Mask. I know it's going to be Ocarina of Time for most people. I still need to get through Majora's Mask. So I'll just say Majora's Mask, but it's one of those two, right? You need one of those N64 Absolutely. games. And then I'll go Twilight Princess. And, you know, Wind Waker, I think it's a very special game. And I think it's a very great game. The style of it, though, it doesn't... Like, Donnie's gonna hate me, <laughs> and I need to play it too. So I, I, I'm, I'm being ignorant here. It doesn't look Zelda to me, right? It's the art style of it. It's very cartoony, right? And that's from just a glance, right? And I, Donnie's tearing up right now. I, I think he's about <laughs> to scream at me. I'm gonna go with Twilight Princess um, as my second one, and then I'll go Skyward Sword because I, 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 I want to go across the board, right, from beginning to end. You gotta play Wind Waker or something okay. here. It has the cleanest combat of any Zelda game. If you look okay. past the cartoony style, um, I think you'll really like it. Um, I, it is I different. Know. I know a lot of people had a hard time warming up to that style. It does look gorgeous, though. Like it, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like a bad game. It doesn't look, you know, bad by any means. 
Um, so if you can get past that, uh, the cartoony aspect of it, you will love it. I, I, I think I'm not like like not liking that cartoon. I just think that if I look at the Zelda franchise, I right? Know. Yeah, I get it. Donnie's gonna probably punch me. The next time <laughs> he sees me, but that's that's my picks for for three D. What about you for two D? For two D, well, you have to include a link to the past because that mm-hmm. is like the two D, the top down Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is hard because <laughs> I, I want to. I want to include the Minish Cap in there, but I don't know if it belongs in an All-Stars collection. So for strictly an All-Stars collection, I think I would go the original Legend of Zelda. Uh, Yep. A Link to the Past. Mm -hmm. And then probably A Link Between Worlds. It feels like that Mm. continuation of A Link to the Past. um, But it has, you know, that extra, there's extra mechanics to it, like the wall merging um, Mm -hmm. that add to it and make it different from it. So I think if we're talking about an All-Stars collection, I would want to see that. But we could also see a Capcom collection with the two Oracle games and the Minish Cap. So that's how I'd get the Minish Cap in there. So I really said three, three All-Stars collections here. I cheated. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of the same, like, thought with me. I really would like, I mean, I know Link's Awakening remake has been out. And I don't want them to, like, remake that remake, right? But, like, you know, having in a collection Zelda 1, Zelda 2, and Link to the Past... That's like a classic collection right there. Zelda 1, 2, 3. Exactly. Zelda 1, 2, 3. Make them... I mean, I would make um, A Link to the Past as as like A Link Between Worlds, that style. And then I would make Zelda 1 like the remake of uh, Link's Awakening. Just, mm. So like all three of those, that I, I would pay that. I would pay 60 bucks for that, to be honest That with would you. be good. I would like that a lot too because I... I'm a bad Zelda fan. I've never finished Zelda one or two. I've played wow. both of them. Never to the end though. I need to. Did do you get that. Uh, Link's Awakening, like the remake? I did. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I I played. Um. So I I had the original uh, when I was growing up, um, mm-hmm. but I never finished it. And then when the remake was announced, I went back and played the original before the remake came out, so I could kind of compare it. Got it. Um, I was glad that I did that. Yep. Okay, let's see here. Um, uh, how about it's Mr. Fallen asks, I missed out on Mario 3D All-Stars this weekend, so I picked up Adrenaline Rush for 39 cents, and it's actually fun. What's the cheapest non-free eShop game you have gotten enjoyment out of? Ooh, I have an answer for this. Mm. Okay, the name sounds kind of weird. It's called Ding Dong XL. And that doesn't tell you anything about the game, but it's, I think it's like 60 cents or like a dollar or something. It's really cheap. Um, I don't even know. You know what I'm talking about, right? How would you even describe that game? You're talking about, yeah. How would you describe that? Um, It's an arcadey, like ping pong type of style game, right? Where you like, you just press Isn't button like and you move you're a getting ball? combos like you're moving up and down and getting combos and you have to like avoid yes um the things that are like flying at you so like you have to time it correctly right. and get combos and like your points are how many times you can do it in a row before your little i forget what it is like a little spaceship or something gets hit yeah um yeah. it's really cheap you're not going to get like hours and hours and hours out of it but like it's pretty fun to pick up and play you know very quick rounds mm-hmm. um i think there's like some customization involved in it um, but like it's less than a dollar. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna look up how much it is while you think of your answer. Sounds good. 
Uh, so for me, uh, I've got this on sale, so it's a little bit of a cheap, but like if you get on sale, it's really good. It's like two bucks or something when it gets on sale. It's one of Super Giants games, and that is Transistor. And that is my favorite game of 2014 when it came out on PS4 and PC, I think. Uh, it is, it's a mixture between real time strategy and like turn based where you have like kind of a gauge of how many moves you could do within like a turn, but you can also do like active battles. Um, and it's set in a futuristic world with a girl named Red and she lost her voice. She used to be a singer and her like kind of her loved one died and her his conscious got into a sword and so she's using that sword to uh to go through and like figure out what happened um to the city because uh, it's like over one with ai beautiful art style um and the combat is just it's it's so good i love super giant a lot as you can tell <laughs> um but yeah if you get on sale it's like two bucks it's like yeah, three bucks that sounds worth it for sure I just looked up the Ding Dong XL. It's normally ninety nine cents. Oh my gosh! It's on gosh. sale right now for nine cents. Wow! You can use that gold game. coins on that, and I, I feel like when people see that on the eShop and they think like, okay, nine cents, like this is shovelware, this is crap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not. It's fun. You know, nine right. cents. You really can't go wrong with it. It's yeah. It's it's a very solid game and a very simple game too. It's a good mm-hmm. pick up and play. Like, hey, I got like five minutes to wait on a meeting or whatever mm-hmm. you could play on a handheld just like mm-hmm. just like there and go so yeah no great choice if you have nine gold points you know sitting around nine gold coins <laughs> go buy it <laughs> exactly uh let's just do one more question sorry um let's go with um let's see here uh, lucas what nintendo game would you most like to see get a full remake Ooh, full like the one that we're seeing for i guess um although i guess the the 3d world is more of a remaster with extra content right Are we, right like it's, it's just right it's like like full treatment like think of link's awakening yeah my initial answer and maybe i have zelda on my brain right now because we were just talking about it my initial like response was gonna be um skyward sword mm-hmm. um, i don't necessarily think that needs like a full-on remake i just feel like it needs a remaster with um you know some some quality of life upgrades fix the control issues that people had um you know fix problems with it a full remake yeah do you, do you have an answer that comes to mind? I think what I would like to see is actually two. Actually, it's the Fire Emblem games, the GameCube and the Wii one, the Radiant Dawn. And oh my gosh, I forgot the subtitle something else. Those games are kind of locked behind those systems. And mm-hmm. I I can't, I like, I would have to emulate it, which kind of sucks. And accessibility wise, it's, it's a, they're hard games, right? Awakening is the first one I was kind of forgiving. Um, these are like permadeath, like, and uh, I don't know, whatever else, but their stories are very good, I've heard. Um, I would love to see those two get full remasters, get a- accessibility options, uh, a full reskin, maybe not change the combat so much, um, but for sure, get a full remake of those. I think they would make a killing off of, of making those games again on Switch. That's a good one. Um I think it's time for a Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake. Yes. Um, I know people have been asking for that for years, and I think now uh, on the Switch would be a great time to do it. 
Um, you know, they've already got a little bit of experience developing on the Switch with Let's Go and Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, people can hardly complain with this one because Diamond and Pearl are already great games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they'll they'll make them look a little bit nicer than Sword and Shield now that they have a better grip on developing for the system. Um, and that's the one generation where I have never beat it. I own Pearl, really? but I I was when I when that game first came out, I was in middle school. Right. Um, so I was kind of in like the I'm too cool for Pokemon phase. So I skipped that generation. I still think it's so new. <laughs> like I think a fourth gen was like, man, that's pretty late, right? I'm like, oh my gosh. It's, it's like been that like- was like it's halfway through the Pokemon like life cycle. It's generation four of eight. Oh my goodness. Like I, <laughs> I, I still have to think that there's eight generations of Pokemon. I still can't mm-hmm. believe that. And they're making more. And I feel like it's time for this to be remade because the last generation to like besides Let's Go, the last, you know, remake Mm -hmm. was Generation 3 with Ruby and Sapphire. Right. So I do feel like it's time. I do feel like the Switch would be great for it. Um, And I I own it, but I never finished it. I bought it in college and just never I I didn't get to play the whole thing. It's Um, good to have those Pokemon back into like the system, too, because it's actually kind of hard to get those games onto like if you really want to try to transfer this over, it'll take a while. You'll have mm -hmm. to catch the Pokemon on Diamond. Then you may be able to bring it to the bank directly and or you have to transfer it from the Diamond up to an updated version. There's like some it, steps involved. For yeah, sure. black and white is like kind of the entry point to the 3DS games. So if yeah. you could transfer it to black and white, you can transfer it to the 3DS games and on to the bank. Uh, I so Jirachi, my Jirachi from um, Emerald version. I got that transferred all the way the GBA version. <sighs> oh my and, gosh! And actually, my friend gave that Jirachi to me from that GameCube special edition. Coliseum CD or whatever. I transfer that all the way to my. So current. he's been with you for so long. Is he in your Switch game now? Uh, he's not. I think he's in the bank or whatever they call okay. it now. Uh, is it Pokemon Bank now? It's it's home now. Home, the one that's, that's on it. your phone. Yeah, I completely mm-hmm. forgot. It's been <laughs> a while. The one on 3DS. Yeah. yeah, I need to yeah. play Pokemon again. When when does the DLC come out? Like November. Um, I don't think it's dated yet, mm. but it probably will be November. Um, they said this, you know, this holiday or whatever. Okay. Um, but I, if I remember correctly, I think there's a lot of the legendary Pokemon that are being introduced in this, um, okay. in this DLC that are from Generation 4. So I don't know if that maybe matches up with any kind of hinting that they're going to mm. be remaking Gen 4. I think it's only a matter of time before they do so mm-hmm. fingers crossed that that would be what i would want to play next for pokemon fingers crossed um do you think you want to call it i think so yeah shorter yeah. shorter week this week um not a whole lot of news um donnie will hopefully be back with us next week um send him some love on twitter and discord um to have him feel better and um that'll wrap it up yeah. for this time good night keep links good night